right, welcome to episode number 10 of the Arizona Timeless Tours podcast. I hope everybody is having a great day. If you want to check me out on any of my other social media platforms, let's just get that out of the way really quick. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Rumble, and Parlor at the Arizona Timeless Tours. It would be greatly appreciated. LinkedIn, Rumble, and Parlor, I've just been on for like just over 30 days now. I've uploaded a bunch of content, but I do not have a lot of followers uh, as of yet on those three. So uh, Parlor, Rumble, and LinkedIn at the Arizona Timeless Tours. If you could go there and follow me um, and check out some of the content I have on there, leave me a um, uh, leave me a message. Tell me you dropped by. That would be greatly appreciated. Love to get those three social media platforms um, off on a, uh, a better foot. Um, they're, they're slow right now, but uh, it's just like when I started YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Things, it, things take time uh, to build up. Right now, we're at, I believe, we're close to 3,000 followers on YouTube. I looked at this morning, and we were at 2,944 subscribers to the YouTube page. So if you haven't followed me on YouTube, uh, go there, hit that subscribe button, and uh, check out some of my YouTube videos. I have over 170 YouTube videos out there for you to watch on the great state of Arizona. Started that just over three years ago. Um, and then on TikTok, TikTok's been great. I know there's a lot of um, information on TikTok that TikTok could be going away. Uh, they might be shutting TikTok down. That was, that was the word about 30 to 60 days ago. And it seems like they're always talking about it. But they haven't shut it down yet. And uh, I just use it as another way to get out information on the great state of Arizona, the 48th state in the union. Uh, we're just shy of uh, 52,000 followers on TikTok in the last four and a half months. So um, a lot of videos on there. If you're looking for something to do, uh, you'll want to check out uh, my social media sites there. And then uh, again, you can hire me for one-on-one -on -one consultations, 40 for 40 minutes. We can do it over a Zoom uh, we can do it one-on-one. -on -one. We can we can figure out a way to do it. If you got fan, uh, friends, family, business partners coming into town, especially over the holiday season here, and you want to go and check out some really cool spots in the state of Arizona, and you know you want to be socially distanced during this time, we got great spots where you can be socially distanced. This is a social distance state. Uh, we got great hiking trails, off-roading trails petroglyph sites, ruin sites, unbelievable areas where you don't have to be around another person for 50 miles if you don't want to. Great social distance state. All right, let's jump into this episode. So um, th today I'm just going to tell you about a few hidden gems. Uh, I've gone out and done some TikTok videos and I've, I've found these places and I'm like, you know, I haven't done a YouTube video on some of these spots. So let me just talk to you, uh, talk to you on my podcast about some from some great hidden spots that I found within the last 10 days. Um, now, I do apologize. At the end of my last podcast, uh, I should know better. I am sitting in the back closet away from everyone, so you don't hear, hear dogs barking, doorbells ringing, people talking, TVs on. I'm sitting in the back of the closet to the quietest place that I can find in the house. My computer is sitting on a fold-out table, and I, the timer is running. I'm at three minutes and 55 seconds as of right now on this podcast. 
Anchor gives me 30 minutes before it cuts it off and I had to restart another program if I want to make it longer. And last week I looked at it and it was at 29 minutes, 45 seconds. And I was right in the middle of telling you something and I had to close down that podcast. So that was unprofessional. <laughs> but this is just raw, this podcast. There is no editing to this. It's a one take. One take. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, I'm not going back and 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 checking out uh, all the spots that I like right now that I'm stumbling over to make them look nicer or, li- or hear nicer or, or, or come across nicer. So it, it, it's just, it's one take and, and that's all I got here. So I apologize for that last week. So here we go. I was going to tell you about a spot at the University of Arizona campus that I went to about, uh, I don't know, a week or two ago. And uh, that was the USS Arizona bell that they have hanging at the University of Arizona. I've read about this years ago. I've wanted to go and check it out. But um, every time I'm down there, it's usually I'm going 40 to 50 miles past Tucson. And when I do that, that's over a two and a half hour drive from the house. So I want to get to the location and then get back home before the traffic starts. So let me talk to you about this. In the student area, they have a one of the two bells that remain from the USS Arizona. The other bell is at Pearl Harbor. So this is an unbelievable piece of, of history here at the University of Arizona. And I'm just going to read you uh, this really quick. The USS Arizona bell arrived on the University of Arizona campus July of 1946. And then on November 17, 1951, the bell was rung for the first time in the clock tower of the then new Memorial Student Union building. The bell was rung on special occasions for the next 50 years until that clock tower and student union were raised to make way for the present day facility that was completed in 2002. The bell then rung in the new student section on September 11th of 2002. And two. Now, what I've read and what I've listened to on YouTube is that bell is no longer run for special occasions because of its age. It is now over 79 years old, is an unbelievable piece of United States history. So did they not ring the bell no more? Now, in the new clock tower that it was placed in on August 16th of 2002, uh, it's the Student Union building. That is not the easiest thing to see. And uh, this area is absolutely, the University of Arizona has done a fantastic job to this student area. The middle area, when you get out there, is shaped like the USS Arizona from the air. You can see it. It's a big green space. It's very beautiful. Um, when I was there that day, they were, they were um, swearing in some uh, uh, people joining the United States Marines that day. It was pretty awesome to watch that. And uh, before that ceremony started, I was looking for this bell and I couldn't find it. And I'd already walked around this campus asking a few people, where is the bell? And when I finally was in the location, I asked one of the gentlemen and he turned me around and looked up into this clock tower that was off to the side. And there was this little space up on the top. And in there, you could just see about, I don't know, a third of the bell. And I was like, why is it so tucked away that you can barely see it? I mean, they built this brand new clock tower in 2002 just for this bell. And and what must not have happened, and maybe somebody can leave a comment below that maybe goes to the University of Arizona. But on one side, there's a huge tree now. 
Now, I, I wouldn't, I would guess that that tree was not near that tall back in 2002. Here we are in, in 18 years later, and so it blocks off one of the sides that you can see the bell on. So you walk around the other side and look up, and you really have to know that you're looking up at that clock tower to see that bell. But saying all that, that is an unbelievable piece of history. I did a quick TikTok on it. So if you want to run over to the Arizona Timeless Tours TikTok, you can check that out. Um, that bell, again, has been on that campus since 1946. And uh, it was first rung in 1951. And uh, it was moved to the present location in 2002. And what a, again, unbelievable piece of American history up in that bell and that tower. So that is a cool spot. So check that out. If you're ever down in Tucson, ever at the Arizona History Museum is right across the street from the uh, the, the campus. Um, and uh, it's just right up the street from there. You can see that historic bell. Okay, so let's move on. And you're going to hear me shuffling through some papers here. I got a few notes here. The next spot we're going to talk about is about 17 miles south on State Highway 79 of Florence, Arizona. What could be 17 miles south on Arizona State Highway 79 that runs all the way down to Tucson? What What is that? I mean, that used to be a major road there from Tucson to Phoenix. So what, what uh, what's on that road? Well, about 17 miles to your right, you're going to find a monument. And that monument is going to be dedicated to a famous Western star. This Western star, he was in 300, this blew my mind, 370 Western movies, and at least the first 30 of them were silent movies. 370 movies. This individual was one of the highest paid actors of his time during a span there where he was getting paid back then roughly $17,000 a week. Think about what that would be today. $17,000 a week. Huge movie, huge movie star back then. And that is, his name is Tom Mix. Tom, M-I-X, Mix. Um, his, again, his monument is right there off of State Route, uh, I mean, Arizona State Highway 79, right there on the right. Um, what happened on this road, on this exact road, on October 12th of 1940, Mr. Mix wrecked his automobile in a nearby wash while driving at a high speed. The crash cost him his life. And uh, now that I believe that, that that wash area is called the Tom Mix Wash. And uh, just about 100 yards from where the monument stands on that roadside area is where that automobile crash took place back in October of 1940. Uh, we lost a, a, a very famous... Uh, Western star. This gentleman was also a pallbearer at Wyatt Earp's funeral. Yeah, so Wyatt Earp had him as one of his pallbearers uh, at his funeral in California when he passed away. Uh, Tom Mix, very, uh, just do a little bit of research on Tom Mix. He, he came to Florence a lot. That's where he was heading that day. And uh, the house that he visited there is actually the Pauline Cushman house. Uh, he stayed there at that exact house. It's still standing there today. That house is actually for sale today. And I'm hoping I've done some TikToks and videos on that uh, to bring notice to that house that somebody would come and purchase that house, restore that historic area, 
and uh, that it would be preserved for years and years and years to come. But uh, so that's uh, that's another spot uh, that you might want to uh, check out here in the great state of Arizona. The next spot I'm going to talk about is off of Power Road in Mesa, Arizona. And um, it's the uh, University of Arizona, uh, the, not the university, I'm talking so much about the University of Arizona that people from Arizona State aren't going to like when I mix them up. So it's the Arizona State campus over there in Mesa, the uh, Polytechnic campus. And uh, there are two things over there that uh, are worth checking out. Now, when you go off of power there and uh, uh, you see the main building that they built right off of Power Road, right behind that building uh, in the old uh, base housing section where everything's closed down, boarded up, you could actually do a horror movie back there because there's these, you know, the swing sets are still back there, but the brush and and stuff is, you know, as, as tall as the swing sets would be a great movie set area. Uh, back there in that dirt area are two World War II ammo bunkers that were built in 1941. And they are in great condition. Uh, they opened those a few months ago. I saw on TV and uh, they looked absolutely in perfect condition. So there are two World War II ammunition bunkers that the ammunition for fighter jets were stored in. Uh, you can check that out. And then uh, if you keep going further down power to uh, Williams Field Road and you turn right where the gas station and the hotel are on the corner and you go straight, you're either going to uh, veer left or right up the road there. As soon as you veer right towards the water tower that you can see for miles, right in front of you is going to be the old Williams Air Force Base parade grounds right there. I did not know this. Uh, I just read about it like 10 days ago, and I was like, are you kidding me? I've passed that numerous times. Right there is the old Williams Air Force Base parade ground, and you will see a flag right there, a, a, a flagpole. And um, that flagpole is actually listed on the National Register of Historic Places. It was. Uh, I'm going to just read this to you really quick. Um, on the campus is a flagpole that was constructed in 1941 for the Williams Air Force Base um, former, let me reread that. I'm sorry, folks. Constructed in 1941 for Williams Air Force Base, the former grounds of the, of the new Arizona State campus now resides. The flagpole, which sat at the end of the base's parade ground, is listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Really a cool spot. Same flagpole. And uh, there's no plaque stating that that's on the National Register of Historic, Historic Places, but it is. And then they have six or seven monuments behind that that are under these beautiful trees. And uh, one of them is the Korean Action United States Air Force Fighter Pilot Dedication, which says dedicated to the United States Air Force fighter pilots who gave their lives in the cause of freedom during the Korean Action. And then let me read you, they have a, a plaque dedicated to the Williams Air Force Base dedication. And it says, dedicated to those who created Williams Air Force Base using their skill and giving their lives when necessary, establishing the unique and well-known reputation of this Air Force Base, and to those who have followed, and to those who will, maintaining the dedication to a fundamental American cause, freedom. That was awesome. That's an awesome plaque. Those are awesome words. 
again, another five other plaques are in that area where that flagpole is at on the old Williams Air Force Base parade ground. Check that out. Really cool. And again, I just learned about that. And that is not far from the house, folks. I've shouldn't have known about this years ago. But a really cool area over there off of Williams Field Road. All right. So, um, what else are we going to talk about here? I'm going to open up my phone here. Again, I don't have any notes in front of me. Uh, again, this is off, off the cuff podcast. Off the cuff. Yeah. Um, one of the other spots I wanted to talk about, and I do not have any notes in front of me, so I'm going to go off the top of my head. Okay. I was looking, I was reading a book about um, off road areas in Arizona that I purchased at the Arizona History Museum. It was only 20 bucks. The book seemed like it was filled with knowledge about all the areas in Arizona. It was almost 300 pages long. It was the cheapest book there, so I purchased it before I left the Arizona History Museum. And one of the sites that I found there was a monument that was located uh, in downtown Phoenix uh, on Washington and 24th Streets. So down on Washington and 24th Street, uh, when you turn there on, uh, uh, from, 20, uh, from 24th Street onto Washington, it's, uh, it's, of course, one way on Washington, but there is a metro platform right there where you catch the, the metro train. And so it's hidden behind that. I, I went around in circles. I went, I went up to Washington to 24th, and the metro train station thing was standing there, and I'm going as slow as I can with traffic, and I can't find the marker. So I go and turn left, get back onto Jefferson, go down Jefferson in a good mile before I can turn left again and jump onto Washington to go back down and again not see it, and then jump left on 24th Street and go back left on Jefferson. And I did that four times, folks. Before I could pull over on the side of the road and look up what is next to this, and I saw the gas station that I kept passing. And I'm going to just tell you this right now, uh, my perspective, not the best not the best uh, side of town. Uh, as soon as I parked at the gas station, which is right across the street from the light rail, I was asked numerous times for money, for cigarettes, and all other kinds of things. A uh, police officer was uh, walking towards an individual who was trying to walk just as fast away from the police officer. I didn't know what was going on there. Uh, just an interesting area. Got out of the car, walked across the street to the, to the, to the uh, platform, and looked on the other side of the platform. And lo and behold, there is this historic marker. Now, what is this? This historic marker marks the exact location of where the first permanent farm was in Phoenix. And that farm was established by a, a gentleman named Frenchie Sawyer. Yeah, a, a gentleman named Frenchie Sawyer established the first permanent farm on that location in 1868. Now, that's a piece of Arizona history and really a piece of Phoenix history that I do nothing about and would probably never know anything about because I wouldn't, even if I drove by that site or even caught the light rail there. You'd really have to be looking on the other side of the light rail there to see this plaque. And I believe when I was reading that, uh, some other information on it, that that plaque has been there since the late 1950s. And it looks like it's been there since the late 1950s. But what a cool spot. What a cool hidden gem right there on the corner of 24th Street in Washington. Uh, it's right there. The metro is your 
it, it, it is your landmark. Walk across, step up onto that um, that platform, and right there is the marker for the first permanent farm settlement in 1868 by a gentleman named Frenchie Sawyer. And uh, one other cool spot, and then I'm going to end this podcast, is while I was there, I kept hearing about this one cemetery. I saw it on on the news uh, about a year ago. I saw it on a YouTube uh, video. It was actually a news outlet that was doing it on a family member who was looking over this old historic cemetery that most people don't even know exist in the Phoenix area. So I said, you know what? I plugged in to my directions and it was only five miles from that spot. Now think about it. This spot is set up in 1868. And this next, this graveyard that's called the Cross Cut Graveyard is only five miles from that location. And one of the interesting things is about that graveyard is that when you get there, you wouldn't really miss it. It's, uh, it, it's, it's, I'm trying to remember exactly the location of it. I do not have it sitting in front of me. So maybe I'll put it in the, uh, in description of this podcast, but that, that graveyard, I've read an article about a gentleman who went and, uh, marked uh, down for one of these, uh, uh, grave sites, all of the markers that he found, if he could find the name and the dates on these grave markers. But even back in 2002, when he did this, so that's 18 years ago, there was no fence around this area. Well, there's a fence, there's a chain link, pretty tall, probably 10 foot chain link fence all around this small little graveyard area. Most of the graves are gone. Most of the grave markers are gone. Uh, some of them have been replaced with metal crosses. And uh, some of them are just little pi- little pieces of the uh, of the tombstone that is left, so you could never really you would never know who was buried there. Um, it's on a corner area where they're building brand new stuff. So, but it's just it's just sitting there, and it is it it's saddening to know that. But one one thing that's nice is that a family member did find it, and they have now put up this ten foot chain link fence around it to preserve it, to keep the garbage and, and, and people out of it. But the earliest burial that we know of that he listed back in 2002, because I could not go and check out the dates uh, that were on any of these tombstones that were left. And I was thinking there's only like four of them or five of them at the most was from 1877. There was a burial, a burial in that cemetery in 1877. I would have loved to know when the person was born, but they have that listed on a gravesite uh, page that I found. And uh, so Frenchie Sawyer is establishing that first farm in Phoenix where that marker was in 1868. The first person buried in this cemetery five miles away from that first farm was in 1877. So what, maybe 11 years after uh, that settlement was there? Pretty interesting, um, pretty interesting cemetery, I believe. The oldest, uh, the last person to be buried there is 1945, I'm think, I'm guessing. Is either 1940 or 1945 was the last person buried in that in that graveyard. And again, there's only like four, maybe five stones that you could read the uh, the the dates on. And uh, a really interesting graveyard, the cross-cut graveyard. If you look that up online, it will take you right to that spot. But I will put those uh, those cross those cross streets in the description below of this Anchor podcast. So if you run over to Anchor, if you're listening on it, I don't I don't know if my stuff transfers 
I'm sure it does. I'm sure if you look down in the description area, if you're listening to me on Apple Podcasts, I'm really uh, not wise to this podcast stuff. So if you will look at it there, you'll probably find it. I'll put the cross streets to this cemetery because most people drive by it every day, do not know it exists. There is no sign there. There's just there's just a, a chain link fence around that area right there and a parking lot right next to it. But a brand new, beautiful apartment complex right across the street from this place. So a really interesting spot. I am going to stop right there. Uh, I have another spot that I would like to tell you about, but I'm at 24 minutes. 26 seconds into this podcast. So before I get close to 30 minutes and forget about it, I'm going to end it correctly. So first I want to thank everybody. Again, everybody who takes their time to listen to this podcast. It's really hard to get a podcast off the ground. If you go out there and you search for podcasts on all these platforms, you're like you're looking at thousands upon thousands of podcasts. And it's just like YouTube. There are millions of YouTubers out there uh, millions upon millions of YouTube videos. So starting off on YouTube is difficult in 2020. It was difficult uh, back when I started in 2017, but that's just the way it is. So I appreciate if you would share this podcast with as many people, uh, as you know, family members, people who are living here in the great state of Arizona that want to find some of these hidden gems. Uh, maybe we, at some point, on these podcasts, we're going to do call-ins. I've looked at equipment. Uh, I'm going to try to save up. Um, I had to save up for the mic here. Uh, save up for this equipment uh, that I can actually take phone calls on. That would be awesome to have the listeners call in. But in order to do that, then I have to tell you, okay, this is the day and the time that I'm on. Uh, I randomly throw these podcasts out there to you. So um, that would be, that's why it's great if you subscribe on whatever of the eight platforms that I'm on, if you subscribe to it so you know when a new Arizona Timeless Tours podcast is being uploaded. Um, I'm going to have to get a strict time once a week that I upload these podcasts. And then we'll start taking calls. And then we'll start doing interviews. I've met some unbelievably interesting people that I would love to have on this podcast. Quick story, since I'm only at 2618, <laughs> quick story. A family member of mine watched one of my TikToks on John Clum. He actually, uh, for 12 years, has worked for the grandson of John Clum, the famous Indian agent, the, the, the individual who captured Geronimo in 1877 without firing a shot. <laughs> John Clum. I've been looking into the history of John Clum for quite some time now, he gets with me and we might have an interview set up and I don't think I'll do it on the, on, I won't do it on the podcast. I'll just say that right now, but I can't wait to share that interview with you. The grandson of John Clum, John Clum. If you go back into some of my TikToks and YouTube videos on John Clum, John Clum lived an unbelievable life. He was in the Indian agent at the San Carlos Reservation from 1874 to 1877. He formed an, an Apache police. Those 100 Apache police marched 400 miles to capture Geronimo. I'm just going to cut that short right there. He built a house in 1878 after leaving uh, San Carlos in Florence, Arizona, which still stands today as a historic, uh, as a nationally historic area with a marker out in front of it. It's been refurbished, looks beautiful. 
and then uh, he became the first tombstone in 18. He became the first tombstone. He became the first mayor of Tombstone around 1880. He uh, he was not far from the shootout at the OK Corral. He was a close friends with the Ert brothers. This guy's life is amazing, and I am going to have the opportunity to interview his grandson. It's not firm yet, but it's a strong, strong possibility. So I can't wait to bring you that. Oh, I can't wait to bring you that. Okay. Thank you, everybody. We're at 28 minutes. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, uh, Parlor, Rumble. You can find me at the Arizona Timeless Tourist. It's greatly appreciated. Until next time, take care. Thank you.